Okay, I fixed the power steering, balanced the tires, replaced the studs, and that's your last lug. And masterpiece. Amazing. You do exceptional work. You literally did my entire car in less than 15 minutes. And you didn't even use the computer diagnostic system. Yep, don't need it. I got an eye for these things. Knew what was wrong before you even pulled in. Just by the way the car turned into the garage. By the time you parked and killed the ignition, I had it all figured out. I see things when not even computers and machines can. I am impressed. And here's your tip. Very generous. Thank you, sir. Oh, you deserve it. And I'll put in a good word with your boss. What was your name? Benny. I'm the owner. Oh, uh, you're the boss. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm a bit embarrassed. I didn't think the, <laughs> didn't think the owner would get his hands dirty. <laughs> I get it all the time. And your name was Ken. Ken Thompson. Nice to know you, Ken. This sure is a nice car. And that suit looks like it costs as much as the car. <laughs> uh, what do you do for a living, if I might ask? I work up at Tentec in Sprawling Hills. Oh, you guys have the big tower with the number 10 on top, right? Yes, that's us. Not ones for modesty, I'm afraid. I'm in AI development. I'm the financial controller for our R&D budget. In fact, I just signed off on a $3 billion allocation for a new AI that predicts problems before humans see them. That move will surely get me promoted to CFO of the entire company. Yeah, I know that department. You know how. I used to work there. Uh, <laughs> pardon me for laughing. I, you used to work at Tentec in AI devs. Yep, I had to leave. Felt like they were holding me back. Wait a minute. They tried to put me in a box. Wait we one Thought I could only perform routine maintenance work on the servers and basic system upgrades. That announcement. Guess they didn't know about my secret skill. Announcement. Could have saved Tentec billions in development. Wait. I just signed off on a $3 billion allocation. Wait. That move will surely get me promoted. Wait. Guess they didn't know about my secret oh, skill. Whoa. Whoa. Wait. Honey, I've been trying to wake you up. You were having some kind of weird dream. Uh, thanks, honey. Uh, I don't know. I was having a... I don't know. Yeah, did you make breakfast? Oh, honey, I'm afraid you don't have time this morning. You have to get the car serviced today before you go into the office. The car? Serviced? Where? Um, I found a repair shop on the way to work. They come highly recommended from Sheila and Charles. A Wait, place called... Not Bentec. Bentec. We have Bentec. Not Bentec. They didn't know about my Not Bentec. Not Ben Tech. Could have saved Tentec billions in development. Wow, wow, wait, wait. Honey, AI forecast. Do you have something you're really good at but want to become great at it? I'm talking about the best of the best. Top 1% in the world exceptional. Today's episode is all about secret skills. Secret skills are those that amp your primary skill up to 1 million and can help you perform at the highest level in any field of work or industry. Come on. Let's talk secrets. Testing. 
Testing, check. Design your decade, an interactive podcast for the modern professional. Welcome to your journey to the C-suite. Welcome to another episode of the DYD Podcast, your mini masterclass in career-building greatness. I'm Roseanne Santos, bilingual keynote speaker, certified Gallup Strengths Coach, executive trainer, and my secret skill is that I can still score without the ball. And I'm Rio Rock, motivational speaker, marketing and brand strategist, actor, entrepreneur. And my secret skill is a secret, because if I told you, then it wouldn't be one. <laughs> Just kidding. My secret skill is the ability to create confidence, even in situations where I previously haven't had any experience to be confident in. This is called supreme self-confidence, the quality of being unshakable. In Yiddish, the word is chutzpah, the ability to maintain composure and poise, even in situations where you have no true advantage or edge. It's a skill where even if you have a temporary lapse or begin to experience nervousness, you can manufacture on demand an instant sense of self-confidence based on your previous experiences and self-assurance. A secret skill is usually a hidden, non-visual skill that enhances and enables a primary, more visual skill to be effective. Let's talk in terms of super abilities to illustrate the point more clearly. Let's say you had super strength. You were able to lift cars, buses, even much heavier objects, such as trucks, construction equipment, and other incredibly heavy structures. These objects weigh tons, and if you were granted the ability to have the super strength to lift them without anything else to help you, well, either your bone and joints would crack and disintegrate under pressure, or you'd suffer cardiac arrest from the strain. So you would also need some degree of super durability to pull off these insane feats of strength. Okay, you might say, wait, durability, that's not a skill. Fair enough. That's more of another complementary ability. But you would need some skill in core balance and coordination. Lifting anything that heavy and that large and then putting it back down without causing mass destruction would require a strong secondary skill and balance. A lot of people wish they had the ability to fly. Well, if you had the ability to fly and let's say really high into the atmosphere, 20 or 30,000 feet. You wouldn't last more than a day up there with that ability alone. You need a high degree of maneuverability to dodge large flying objects like flocks of birds and planes. You'd also need some level of invulnerability to be resistant to all the oncoming small particles and objects in the sky. And let's not forget the coordination to land properly. The point is, no one ability can live on an island alone. All primary skills need company to be effective. Today's case study in secret skills is Steph Curry and what gives him the ability to drain these almost impossible shots he takes. In a single possession on offense, when Curry is closely guarded, just beyond the three-point line, his chances of hitting a shot can begin at 54.1%. When he moves with the ball to a different location, that percentage can climb to 64.1% if his defender is still chasing him but out of position. But if he passes the ball to a teammate and runs full speed to another location, that number can climb to 66.3%. Now even further, if he runs his opponent into a screen, meaning Steph Curry's teammate seals off his defender with his body, giving Curry even more space to shoot, then the chances of him hitting that shot climbs to 68.4%. In less than 20 seconds, he moved his chances of hitting a shot from 54.1% to 68.4%. How did he do it? 
Okay, before I reveal what makes Curry truly amazing is that he may not even take the highest percentage shot in a sequence. Curry might even run to another location just to tire out his defender and to put his defender completely out of position to defend the shot. Where now Curry shoots the three-point shot and drains it, that final shot may only be around 62.4%, much lower than the previous 68.4%, but now his defender is winded, gasping for air, and thoroughly confused. On this single possession, Stephen Curry will have covered a distance of 225.9 feet just to get a quality shot. Now the reveal. If shooting a three-pointer is Curry's primary skill, then what is his secret skill? His secret skill is his ability to use misdirection and constant movement. This is what sets up the high-percentage, high-quality shots. But that's just the surface. It gets much deeper than that. We all know Steph Curry for his ball handling and shooting skills. But what most often goes unnoticed is his quickness and conditioning. He's been quietly working on that part of his game for almost a decade. During the 2011 NBA lockout, he was home in Charlotte working with former Hornets player Gerald Henderson and trainer Brandon Payne, who specializes in neurocognitive efficiency. Brandon Payne trains players to develop elite fundamentals, conditioning, and cognition on the court. He calls it scoring without the ball. The first time Curry experienced this training, he was hooked and called Payne and asked if he could train again the next morning. Payne gladly accepted. Brandon Payne has the toughest job just outside the NBA. To tell the greatest shooter who ever lived, it's not good enough. You're so used to seeing Curry's pregame shooting routines, where he shoots from a stationary spot, that even his defenders don't even realize that he's not going to be shooting from one stationary spot during the game. The pregame shooting routine is a front for a secret kinetic activation process which activates what his body has learned from the turbocharged conditioning regimen Curry works on behind the scenes. His conditioning for cognitive movement, perpetual motion, maneuverability, and body mechanics is a secret skill that his defenders stand no chance in guarding. Curry most often moves through the middle of the court with the ball because it has the most options. You see, if the ball is in the corner, the other two players are at least two passes away from being activated. But when Curry attacks the middle of the court, it activates everyone on the floor. The defense now has to think more, react more, and make more decisions, which offers more opportunities to guess wrong or to just get tired out. When Curry passes the ball and continues to move in either direction, his defender or defenders are now operating in a tempest, a whirlwind of confusion. A few cuts, and suddenly a well-defended 54.1% stationary shot has now become a 68.4% poorly guarded jump shot. And before you know it, Curry is walking back down the court, chewing his mouthpiece, shimmying his shoulders, and smiling at the crowd, while his defender wonders, what just happened? In most cases, the only person who could beat Steph Curry is Steph Curry. Whatever standout skill you have, Chances are there's at least one supporting skill. Figure out what that is or what they are and develop them until your standout skill becomes absolutely outstanding. If you need help in figuring out what that skill is or even what your primary skill is, then contact us at coaching at designyourdecade.io. You know what that sound means. Top five ways to stay ahead of your competition. 
Know your competition inside and out. Check out their social accounts, websites, media appearances, resumes and CVs, blogs and speaking engagements, especially if it's an individual. And stay up to date on the latest innovations in your industry so that you can keep up with the competition. Understand your audience. Whether you're an individual working at a company, an entrepreneur or a creative person, learn what your audience is talking about in forums, watching on YouTube and streaming services, and monitor social hashtags. This isn't anything new, but it's important to make a constant part of your weekly routine so you're aware of any changes in people who are interested in you or your products and services. Increase your social capital. Keep building and strengthening the relationships within your network. Be active on social media, but that doesn't mean every platform is conducive to your cause. Just one or two is all you need to get ahead especially if one of those two is LinkedIn. Always look to the future for what's coming next. Don't skate to where the puck is. Skate to where the puck is going. When I was thinking about how to approach this episode, I kept thinking that everything that makes great leaders great is not necessarily about their technical skills. For example, he's a great accountant. She's a winning attorney. His coding skills are genius. Those hard skills will definitely make you marketable, hireable, and definitely make you money. But if you are trying to be a great leader and make an impact beyond your technical skills, you have to figure out your secret skill. What about you lets you score without the ball? You can't touch these skills. There is no degree or certification that will signal to the world that you are capable. Things like determination, discipline, and focus will get you there. Leading through adversity and controlling your emotions through that adversity will get you there. Emotional intelligence and the ability to read the energy in the room, like we discussed in episode 15, will definitely get you there. Also, reinventing yourself and knowing when the old ways need to go away. I love reading and listening to self-help books that move me toward action. That last part is the key, moves me toward action. Just reading the book and nodding my head is not enough. At some point, you have to put the books down and act on the lessons you are nodding your head at. You need to take those lessons and work them into your strategic plan for life, work, and whatever else you are looking to succeed in. I think about books like The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Dr. Stephen Covey, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie, and The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. They outline not-so-secret skills. But what all of these authors are suggesting requires a high level of self-awareness, open-mindedness, and a willingness to shift mindsets, which, if you ask me, are hidden away characteristics. For example, my favorite of the seven habits is seek first to understand and then be understood. I, for one, think it's one of my personal secret skills. It's not a skill I was born with. I learned it. A mentor taught me about this concept. But to open yourself to this skill means setting your pride and your need for self-gratification to the side. Not so simple, but definitely a tactic that is learnable. As for Dale Carnegie's take on how to make friends and influence people, beginning on common ground is an extremely important anchoring skill, along with quickly acknowledging when you are wrong. If you start with topics that alienate everyone, you may never get to the ones that create agreement and harmony. I feel that the four agreements are the kinds of things that should go without saying. But sadly, they need to be said. Be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personally. Don't make assumptions. And always do your best. Sound really simple. But like I said before, 
Secret skills are those that remove pride from the equation and thus require a great deal of self-awareness. Being able to reinvent yourself is extremely important. Being nimble and open to change are really difficult for humans to embrace. I assure you that honing these attitudes will help get you far. What can allow you to do all you need to do boils down to the ultimate secret skill. Mine is composure or equanimity, which means mental calmness and evenness of temper, especially in a difficult situation. That is the ultimate secret skill. It's what allows me to have a high EQ or emotional intelligence quotient. It is what allows me to be focused, determined, and disciplined. And equanimity is how I have led through adversity. Equanimity is a key teaching in Buddhist practices. It's about staying balanced when things are falling apart all around you, maintaining balance in emotions, in relationships, and in business. Here's a story to illustrate equanimity. An old farmer who needs his horse to plow the land and grow crops discovers that his horse has disappeared. His neighbors lament for him. Oh, how terrible. You will have such hardship. The old farmer looked at them and simply said, We'll see. The horse returned with a mare, and all the neighbors said, Oh, how lucky you are. You now have two horses. The farmer contemplated and said, We'll see. The farmer's son rode the feisty new mare, fell off, and broke his leg. Oh, how dreadful, the neighbors said. You'll lose a hand to work the land. Again, the farmer shrugged and said, We'll see. Finally, some soldiers came to the farmer's house looking for army recruits. When they saw his son's broken leg, they let him be. The farmer never got bent out of shape regardless of the events that befell him. He did not become overly happy or terribly upset. He maintained equilibrium. As a practice, it means thinking before reacting and remaining anchored. I want to take a moment to talk about the secret skills in people who may think they don't have any. People who are differently abled or have learning disabilities can develop skills that those without learning disabilities may lack. For example, they may have learned how to work around their difficulties, seek out answers from experts, or come up with new ways to meet their goals. Many adults with learning disabilities have strengths in common, such as creative problem solving. In addition, their skills in non-disability areas are just as strong or better than adults without disabilities because they have to compensate. They may also have stronger-than-average strengths in areas like spatial reasoning, big-picture thinking, and empathy. Depending on personal goals and abilities, people with learning disabilities can also become business leaders and entrepreneurs, and more. A willingness to think outside of the box can lead to the development of new marketable ideas and products. Their unique strengths make them exceedingly successful in certain career areas. Facing the challenges presented by a learning disability can also help foster the development of self-efficacy, which is the belief in your ability to succeed. Learning disabilities are disorders that do not stem from diminished cognitive ability. Learning disabilities have to do with the way in which individuals process information. Those who do have learning disabilities have all of the mechanisms and hardware to do well and learn. The issue is that their brains retrieve, interpret, organize, and distribute information in unique ways. Many successful people have learning disabilities. Celebrities Kira Knightley, Orlando Bloom, Steven Spielberg, Anderson Cooper, Keanu Reeves, Jay Leno, Tim Tebow, Cher, Richard Branson, and Whoopi Goldberg all have dyslexia. 
In addition to businessmen, Charles Schwab and Paul Orfalea, founder of Kinko's. Harry Potter himself, Daniel Radcliffe, has dyspraxia, which makes it challenging to sometimes tie his own shoelaces. Countless others have ADD and ADHD. According to the University of Utah Health Hospitals and Clinics, dyslexia affects about 1 in 10 Americans, and ADHD appears in about 50% to 70% of school-aged children with a learning disability. In Utah, studies show that 70% to 80% of people with poor reading skills likely suffer from dyslexia, and 30% of children with dyslexia also have a mild form of ADHD. The same holds true for physical disabilities. There was a Toyota commercial during the Super Bowl showing a woman with no legs who happens to be a Paralympic swimmer. I bet her upper body strength is amazing and probably stronger than the average person's upper body capabilities. There is no doubt in my mind that she has secret skills that many of us will never tap into. But we can certainly tap into our determination, focus, and discipline to get us where we want to be. All of this is to say that no one should be counted out of the success game. There are many different recipes to get you there. And as keeps coming through in many of our episodes, understanding your strengths and developing them with a dash of equanimity and emotional intelligence can really change the game for you. And we'll wrap this secret skills episode up with the health tip of the day. Taking care of your skin. When we've got soft, supple skin that really glows, we feel healthy. But what happens when we develop dry skin? Dehydrated skin can be sore and uncomfortable not to mention something that could make people feel self-conscious about their appearance. The good news is that there are a lot of remedies for dry skin, making it easy for you to restore a natural softness and glow to your skin. Find the moisturizer that is right for you. Expensive isn't necessarily better. It's just expensive. Understand your skin, dry, oily combination, mature, and then go from there. Rethink your routine. Harsh soaps and hot showers can strip the skin of natural oils. Also, the sun can really damage the skin, even if you are darker complected. So be sure to use moisturizers with sunscreen. Sometimes brick and mortar stores like Kiehl's or the counters at Macy's will do an assessment and make recommendations. Don't ignore dry, itchy skin. Treat it. Don't scratch. Put some lotion on. Carry it in your purse, gym bag, pocket, and leave some in your car. Oh, and don't forget to have lip moisturizer at the ready, whether it's hot, cold, or in between. Nothing worse than dry, chapped lips. Ouch. Take preventative measures. Your skin is the largest organ in your body. And just like you want to eat heart healthy, eat skin healthy. Drink lots of water. Wash your face every night before you go to bed. Never sleep with makeup on and treat yourself on occasion to a warm bath with sea salt and Epsom salt. It's great for the skin. This advice holds true no matter what gender you identify with. We all have skin that needs to be cared for. And that's our health tip of the day. For LinkedIn services to boost that LinkedIn profile, executive coaching for those in corporate structures, or creative coaching for those in creative fields, contact us at coaching at designyourdecade.io. For podcast-related correspondence, contact us at podcast at designyourdecade.io. And we'd love for you to rate our podcast, subscribe and share on your favorite podcasting platform. they know about my secret skill our highly trained staff ben appreciates and values your time money and business 
If you are ever in need of world-class automotive repair services, we hope you think of us. Or think of Ben at Bentec. This is a human talking, so although my shift is over, the grind never stops at Bentec.